Good morning. It's wonderful to welcome you to Naples United Church of Christ. My name is Dawson Taylor. I serve as your senior minister. You know, often on holiday weekends, I, I say that people who come to church get extra credit, but on a beautiful morning like this, you really get extra credit because I have to tell you, it is so beautiful outside and we are so grateful that you've chosen to be here this morning. So welcome. I especially want to welcome those who are joining us via live stream and Facebook Live, those who will uh, download the audio podcast later this week, and those who have gathered at Arbor Trace, uh, all the ways that we are able to worship together, we are grateful for that opportunity, and um, we're so glad that you are here. Uh, David and Deb are away this morning. They actually received a very gracious invitation from their former congregation, and I have to say that is a, a high honor. Um, those invitations don't often happen because when you leave a congregation, you have to, uh, as part of our ethics, you have to uh, separate that relationship, and so they've been invited back this morning. So we celebrate that for them, and so they are in Jupiter this morning, and uh, we wish them all the best, and they will be back next week. But I'm grateful to have uh, my clergy colleague, Reverend Dr. Sharon Harris-Ewing, uh, on the chancel with us this morning as well. It's been a marvelous week around here. Uh, last Monday at the How to Create a Healthy Brain, I don't know what this says about you as a congregation, but 70 of you turned out uh, for that, so I don't know if you're trying to check facts or figure out how to be uh, healthy, but that was great. We had almost 50 Wednesday night at my interfaith seminar. Uh, which just as a side note, this Wednesday is the last uh, evening of that. And myself, uh, Rabbi Miller, and then uh, Imam Noor from our local mosque will all be a part of a panel. And so I would invite you to uh, join us at 5.30 in McSpadden Hall this Wednesday night. It will be a great uh, evening. Uh, it's been book fair week at Precious Cargo. So they had family night and grandparent breakfast. And I, it's been a great week there. And then of course, Thousands, I think, at the bazaar yesterday, and it was a, a marvelous day here, even despite the weather. So it's just been an amazing week around here. So um, I just, uh, it's definitely season, but it's been such a wonderful uh, week to be in ministry here around this particular church. But one of the things that we know is we would not have the freedom to do any uh, thing that we are able to do if it were uh, not for the commitment of those who serve in our armed forces and made it possible for us. And so as we begin this morning on this Veterans Day weekend, I would like to recognize our veterans and as I call out the various branches of service, if you would please stand and remain standing and if you'll hold your applause until uh, the end, I would like to uh, recognize our veterans so would those who served in the Air Force please rise as you're able so we can recognize you. All right, we have some balcony. All right. Um, and those in the Army. Fantastic. Uh, Coast Guard. Those in the Marine Corps. Uh, the Navy. Great. Those in the Merchant Marines. And those who served in service to other nations, would you also please rise? Last night, I was at a gala for um, the honor flight of Lee in Collier County, a, a wonderful organization, and we were surrounded by World War II veterans, and it was such a remarkable evening, and to be surrounded by veterans today feels like such an appropriate way to begin worship. Thank you for your service. Will you join me in thanking our veterans? 
Indeed, as an intergenerational congregation, let us center our hearts and minds as we begin worship this morning. Will you once again join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we continue to give you thanks for the gift of this day. And we ask that in this time of worship that you would speak either through me or in spite of me, but that above all else, we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. All of this we trust and we ask in your many names. Amen. Bruce Larson tells of the guide who is hired by some hunters to take them into the backwoods of Maine. After a few days together, they became hopelessly lost and began to doubt the competence of this supposed guide. You said you were the best guide in Maine. They reminded him, I am, he responded, but I think we're in Canada now. (laughs) I don't think you're a guide any longer when you yourself are lost. And I wonder about being a Christian sometimes if you can no longer remember what it is that defines our faith. For those of us who claim following the ways of Christ, I think the most basic question that we can ask ourselves is what is it to be a Christian? What does it mean to follow the ways of Christ? We are living in a nation that now is virtually a Christian everything in so many ways. There are Christian comedians, Christian athletes, Christian coalitions, Christian bookstores where you can find sections on Christian aerobics and buy videos entitled Firm Believers. (laughs) I can't make this up. And there are Christian yellow pages where you can find Christian schools, Christian plumbers, Christian doctors, Christian bakers, Christian bankers, and Christian lawyers. And I won't go there. There are those in our society today that fill the television, airwaves, and newspapers with vitriol and hatred for the other and then call it Christianity. I remember when the Christian militia in Oklahoma called the Oklahoma City bombing of an office building and daycare center, quote, as fine a piece of art as any Rembrandt painting. And in a recent interview, evangelical Shane Claiborne with Krista Tippett during the show On Being said something profound. Christians are often great at saying that we want to follow Jesus. We don't often actually know what that means. I always chuckle when a friend introduces me to someone that they don't know and they'll always say things like, Dawson's a pastor, but he's different. (laughs) I receive it as a compliment because I think it's intended as one. 
But the reality today is that younger people have a different understanding of organized religion than many of us who were raised in the church, and like many of us here at Naples United Church of Christ. A mission-driven, growing, and intergenerational congregation that is also open and affirming. You passed this beautiful statement in January of 2013 that is now paragraph four of our bylaws. It says, NUCC is an open and affirming congregation, embracing diversity and affirming the dignity and worth of every person, since we are all created in God's image. We welcome into full membership and participation in the body of Christ persons of every race, ethnic background, age, gender identity and expression, sexual orientation, physical or mental ability, socioeconomic background, marital status, and faith background. We welcome all to share in the life, leadership, ministry, fellowship, worship, sacraments, responsibilities, and blessings of participation in our congregation. I cannot begin to tell you how many people share with us at an evening with your pastors about how grateful they are to have found a church like this in Naples, a church that celebrates women in leadership, a church that gives away the equivalent to at least 25% of our annual operating budget each year. A church that is a broad tent, welcoming people with diverse views and theologies, not to mention backgrounds and understandings of God. Dorothy Sayers spoke of the insistent identification of Christian morality, often with everything that Christ was against. And yet, I see it lived out so differently here. And so what does Christian mean? What does it mean to live out our faith in the world today that is often so noisy with so many messages? The letters to the Thessalonian church may be some of the earliest Christian writings in the Bible. Paul actually visited Thessalonia but then had to leave very abruptly and it's believed that he began to worry incessantly about the church's ability to stand up to persecution. But he was unable to return himself, and so he sends Timothy in his place. There is lively debate among scholars about whether Paul is the actual author of these letters. But there is no de debate, however, that these letters grapple with Paul's message. Thessalonica was a much favored free city in the Roman Empire, and it had been granted courtesies that enabled the city to retain its culture and its governing traditions. And so to ensure that it continued in the favor of Rome, the city intentionally popularized a cult of emperor worship among the citizens. And so these new Christians that Paul was so worried about ran head-on into this cult of emperor worship. At issue was who it was that would be called Lord. Would it be the human emperor, Caesar, or the divine Christ, 
Jesus. The challenge that confronted the Thessalonian Christians is one I believe that many faithful Christians struggle with today. What do we do when our faith is in direct conflict with the culture of the day? Or we might think of it in this image. How can we live quietly in a noisy world? When the world around us clamors loudly for our energy, our attention, and even our loyalty, how do we shut it out and focus on the one who is called the Prince of Peace? How do we as people of faith remain grounded in something significant and meaningful in a world that can often be shallow and hollow? I believe that our scripture reading this morning guides us in claiming and clinging to two gifts of faith, memory and tradition. The evoking of memory and tradition are important. These are often where faith is solidified in life's challenges. The church can stand firm against fear and anxiety. Tradition and memory are themes that run throughout the Hebrew text and the Christian narrative. The people who are called Christian early in the church and those of us today, we are called to remember that God has done throughout history and continues to act today. The people of early Israel were reminded that it was God who brought them out of slavery and delivered them to the promised land. And as those of us today who can remember those ancient stories, and it is God who continues to deliver us even now. We have a basis of our faith that says God has done this before and God will do it again. You know, in a world that is constantly changing what often feels like the speed of sound, we have to be careful to not become enslaved to memory and tradition. And so the church must always be balanced in remembering the past and focusing on where God is calling us in the future. But I believe it is that memory and tradition that roots us and grounds us so that we know where we are going. I love the ancient story of a traveler who approached the gates of an old city. The gatekeeper sat quietly and listened as the traveler announced that he had left his former city and was looking for a new place to live. What's the city like? The traveler asked. Well, what was your old city like? The gatekeeper asked. It was terrible. People were mean and unfriendly. There were no jobs. The government was an abomination and the taxes were onerous. Well, that's pretty much what you'll find here, admitted the gatekeeper. So the traveler moved on in search of a better city. 
A few hours later, another traveler approached with a heavy load on his horse. He also announced that he was seeking a new home. What was it like in the town where you came from, inquired the gatekeeper. Oh, it was wonderful. Filled with lovely people who were always there to help you. Even the politicians tried their best to do good for the citizens. I wish I didn't have to leave on account of my job. Well, that's pretty much what you'll find here, reported the gatekeeper. And so the man entered the city. So my friends, may we always find ourselves rooted in memory and tradition always mindful that God has done for us before and God will do for us again. And may we always be grounded in that faith and in that goodness.